0: Welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. My name is Al, and I'm here with my best buddy. I'm here.
1: You're here. Uh, well, almost wasn't.
0: <laughs> there was a
1: time where we are like, uh-oh. Uh, folks, if you didn't read uh, our... The you know we printed out a newsletter we handed it out on the street <laughs> yeah flyers on the street corner was we had a, how we did it we had a little boy saying extra extra read all about read it Read all about it Are these two queers <laughs> we sent Joey Peppers out there <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a job yeah like an actual like a job I'm jealous um, well. <laughs> Would love to have one. Uh, would lo- You would love a paycheck.
0: Yeah, I would love a paycheck, not a job. That's a so job. true. Uh,
1: I have a, a new baby was born, and it was seven classes in a high school <laughs> <laughs> full of, and you, if you do the math, because I didn't when I signed my contract, it was
0: seven classes with 32 kids each class. Yikes! <laughs> but you're slugging away. I actually really like it. You're doing. You, I can tell you're back in your element. My kids. I really. I have kids now, <laughs> and a lot
1: of them are they're boys. Like of Oh, they're lads. I have a lot of lads. Lads. I have a lot of lads. We like them. The grade ten boys. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I forgot about, I teach grade eight now, um, cause I used to teach grade 12. The one thing I forgot is, um, the sexual dimorphism that happens at grade eight, wherein it, if you are, um, a girl, um, a cis girl, then, uh, you're, you're a girl, like you're almost fully formed. <laughs> you're, you're out there, you're an adult almost. And then the boys... They're just little babies. You say this, but I was nowhere near fully formed in grade eight. <laughs> I, there, are, I, there is, of course, of course, <laughs> I was fully formed in grade eight. I was this tall,
0: this weight, this many tits. I was, I was this tall. My tits did get bigger. Yeah, but I, my brain, not there. <laughs> my brain. Oh, I'm not talking. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just saying body, not because the brain took till well after college. No. Sometimes <laughs> I think about college and I'm like. Think I think about essays that I used to write. And I'm like, they let me write that. Boy, they let a, me write that. That's embarrassing. <laughs> what were they thinking? I just
1: love that the girls are. I would say a foot and a half taller than all the boys. I love that. <laughs> it's tall girl on it's Netflix. Tall <laughs> and then and then the next year, finally the boys catch up. Oh wow. But not mentally. No boy, <laughs> jeez Louise. <laughs> anyway, that's my life. So going forward until um. I find a work-life balance. Uh, I can't f- fuck around <laughs> anymore <laughs> and research for like three days while I'm supposed to be working. Um, well, don't worry, because I can fuck around all I want. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as
0: uh,
1: until further notice, we will only be doing eye creeps every other week. Yep. And Al is doing all the heavy lifting. Yep. And I'm just going to be a funny little guy over here. <laughs> and we
0: love it. We love it actually. a funny am, little guy. This is nice. I feel this feels right. Yeah. This feels really right. If you're the rare or maybe not rare Ag Creeps listener who doesn't like Al episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, are you fucked. Or if you're the unrare person who's
1: like, you know what? We do. We're we're okay without D episodes. They have a, <gasps> they have some trouble reading sometimes. Not, not the way I edit it. <laughs> I know, and I thank you for it. It's a lot of work editing my episodes. Yeah, it is. I, I'm a flubhead.
0: Got <laughs> a lot of flubs. You just. I think your brain goes faster than your mouth. I think I have a reading disorder. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Could be.
1: Pretty sure I do. You made it this far, boy. Gosh, I did. I sure did. (laughs) I have a degree and a certificate to teach. Wow. And I still
0: can't spell. The system is broken. (laughs) Or read. (laughs) Well, that's okay. I'm going to take care of all that
1: stuff for you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: You ready for a real chunky soda? I am... Here I had three
1: slices of pizza. I also did. And I'm real chonky sitting here ready <laughs> for this chunky episode. Okay, perfect. And it's wait. It's Friday night. Ooh. So you know. And the know, feeling is right. So you know it's gonna get a little sally oh in here. Boy. <laughs> I have a question for you. I love when you ask me a question.
0: Have you ever been to a music festival?
1: Have I? Yeah. Would you which one? Uh, it was with the Foo Fighters and I forget who else. It was in Boston. Do you know what it was called? Uh, something. You don't like, have to. No, I don't know what it was called. Okay, I forget. What was it? What did you have fun? What was it like? Uh, I just went for the Foo Fighters. Um, it was because. It was crowded, but I was very excited. Mm -hmm. I was, like, in high school. okay. So it was like, you know, when you're a teen and you're going someplace with your friends and your adults aren't there. And you're, like,
0: headed over from New England. Yeah,
1: and you're, well, yeah, from... From From
0: one point to another,
1: within the bounds of New England. So, like, 30 minutes. Because I understand (laughs) where things are in the United States. (laughs) Um yeah, and I was really excited because I was really the radio of ho- a show that put it on, that oh. I loved listening to it, and I just remember Foo Fighters were there. and Nice. You know, it was... Um, they fought that Foo. They fought that Foo. It was when... Uh, I'm trying to think of the the album after Monkey Wrench. The one mm. after Monkey Wrench. Yeah. <laughs> that came out. I do remember putting on the album uh, and my dad listening to the song and turning to me and saying, this is devil music. I've never heard him say that, ever. I'm obsessed with that. It was stacked, it was stacked at actors, I, st- I still remember, and uh, Mr. Grohl is
0: screaming. And my dad's like, this is devil music. I feel like if I put my mind to it, I can make your dad's life a real living hell. No, no. See, here's the thing.
1: And <laughs> um, folks, I cannot stress this enough. My dad loves when Al comes over. <laughs> because then he has unbelievable stories to tell his guy friends in the in the, oh my in the garage God, no. remember yeah i came over and we were watching f1 and what did you ask him i said you know the guys that lose why don't they just drive faster this is top 10 things that has ever happened in my dad's life <laughs> my he does not know my birthday talks about you all the time <laughs> i love to entertain <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm just a little prankster. you just a little prankster. And you know what? They never misgender you. <laughs> okay, a uh, second question. What was the question? Oh, yeah. Follow-up uh, okay, question. Okay, yeah, follow-up question. If
0: you could go to any music festival, past oh. or present, oh. what would it be? If I
1: saw... If I said Woodstock 99... I get it. I kind of would. you I kind <laughs> of want You're there to. for the
0: sexual assault. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the trampling? I'm there for the trampling. <laughs> You want to get trampled. And the, oh God, step on me in the mud. Uh, yeah, I just thought the lineup was fucking fire, dude. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. That's, fair that's enough. all the music I... Well, not anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: But. That was the big shiny tunes of uh, that was festivals.
1: The, that was the big shiny tunes of us. <laughs> I also like the, the, the chutzpah that it took of like, you know what? We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Remember this very historic moment? <laughs> We're going to do it again in 1999. <laughs> and it's going to go great. It's going to go great. I would though bring water. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Sell water. Yes,
0: you're gonna make a killing. Yeah, that's what I would do. Um, since they locked you two in that sphere, (gasps) the sphere. I've been thinking a lot about public concerts and the way that they've changed over time. Yeah, I think there's actually a really interesting way to look at how the festival has changed with every generation. Well, when you say the festival, the festival.
1: And now I think, like, renaissance festival.
0: I'm talking about rock fests.
1: Rock fests. (laughs) Band-Aid.
0: Feed the children. (laughs) Don't they know it's Christmas? (laughs) Save Africa was that one? Yeah, Band-Aid did. Do they know it's Christmas? Which was pretty... uh, (laughs) Not not amazing. Not great. (laughs) Absolutely not great. So I guess, okay, I have, like, a, a, a tertiary question. Oh, great. Which music festival throughout history do you think best represents each American generation? Oh. And we're going to... We're not counting the, the greatest generation. They're dead. I wouldn't... I <laughs> would never. <laughs> so starting with boomers? Let's start with the silent generation. This is with people born before 1945. Oh, buddy. Okay. And I do have suggestions but for these, so you can always throw them I in. I want to start at Lilith Fair. But, okay, that's a ways away. I
1: know, that, but I want to start with this. <laughs> Um boy gosh I don't have a mind for like cuz all I can think about is like the when the beach boys did Johnny Carson. Yeah. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? That's the Yeah, silent that's generation. where you're
0: that's, that's where like, you're at. Um I mm, I, can think, I Yeah, please, please, please. Keep I for me, I think and technically this festival was started by their parents, the greatest mm-hmm. generation. Okay, But I think for Silent Generation, I'm saying Newport Jazz Festival. That's a good ball. Yeah, absolutely. It is
1: silent, Connecticut. Connecticut. It's in. The, it's in there. No one really thinks about them. Mm-hmm. But you know it's there, and they do it every year. They love it. They love it. <laughs> are they dying out? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
1: Are we sad about it? Mm. <laughs> Wait. When was silent generation?
0: This is before nineteen forty-five. So that's okay. Like okay. Your, then your then they're good. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, my grandparents are in the ground, so it's <laughs> peace. Yeah. Same. Um, Baby boomers. So this is born 1946 to 64. Um, This is our parents. I would say Band-Aid. You
1: really? I don't know. It's like, no. You think they're not cool enough
0: for Woodstock 69? No.
1: (laughs) Here's the thing. All of the Woodstock people who were like, bra burners doing drugs Mm -hmm. they're super conservative now oh
0: yeah yeah absolutely so
1: the 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 feeling that was brewed the real good juice that was brewed (laughs) in woodstock it does not exist in that generation no absolutely not no no what
0: what did you put i well i did say woodstock 69 okay because we're talking about like in my mind i'm thinking about this generation when they were like
1: oh not now you you know
0: 19 to 30
1: i thought like what what um what concert or what series represents them now.
0: No, no, I'm thinking of, the youth of their generation. Okay, okay, yeah, Woodstock, I get it. Okay, cool, cool. yeah. yeah, Generation X, 1965 to 76. (laughs) Band-Aid. (laughs) Band-Aid. You know, they
1: try to do stuff. Like, they try... Do they try? Do they try? Um, do you think they try? Well, mm, to the like lowest common denominator. Yeah, they like to show that they
0: try. Yes, but they
1: don't actually do anything.
0: True, that is band
1: aid. Also, throwing money at the
0: problem. Yes. Now I have said Lollapalooza.
1: Oh, Lollapalooza. That's that's giving them that's big too big for their bridges. too much credit. That's giving them too
0: mm. much credit. Yeah. Millennials. This is seventy-seven to ninety-five. Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo. <laughs> that is better than what I. Had. What did you have? I had Van's Warp Tour. Oh. <laughs> God,
1: I remember as a kid, I really wanted. Yeah. to. Yeah. Gosh, I did. Boy, howdy.
0: <laughs> I think Bonnaroo is a really good. Pull, I think, bo- yeah, okay. Uh, and then the Zeds. The Zeds. So that's ninety-six to twenty-twelve. It's mean to say fire festival. It is mean, yeah. Because I think I
1: think, (laughs) but it is also accurate. (laughs) I think that as as a teacher of the Zeds, um, I want to say, I was gonna say Lilith Fair. (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) no, no, no. Yeah, what did you put? Coachella. Oh yeah. Oh. But I feel Coachella and, like, Burning Man and that is more our generation and Gen Xers, where, like, it used to be cool, and now we're looking at it through another lens, and it's, like, it ain't cool I think there are a lot of,
0: like, young Gen Z people who still think it's cool, because they don't have, you know, they either don't have the sort of, like, view on capitalism, Mm. there's a lot of normies out there, is what I'm saying hmm
1: i think the i think the zeds are very cynical Mm. i think they're very aware that's fair um especially of about technology and like no kid likes their phone did you know this no did you folks did you this is a hot this is a hot gen zeds they feel like they're trapped by their phones
0: they don't have to have one they do though oh you know
1: they, but they Google do. Google Teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, but they
0: do. But they do.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think something a little more... I wonder maybe if it is.
0: Be... Maybe they're going to Burning Man
1: now. Maybe they are going to Burning Man. Maybe they're... Or they're going to the new Van's Orb tour. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to when we
0: were young, even yeah. though they were not young. They were not young. <laughs> young. They love that shit. Yeah. They love nostalgia. 90s shit.
1: They love 90s shit. This is fun. I like this. Oh, I'm glad. Okay. So... Prior- is it is it fun for anyone? Else? I are don't you, know. Are you, are you having are, fun? Are you entertained?
0: Uh, <laughs> Doesn't matter. So prior to the '60s, the majority of American music festivals focused on jazz or folk, with the exception of Louisiana Swamp Pop Music Festival. What? Nice. Which was like it was a lot of like. Like, Fats Domino was there. Hell, yeah. And it was, like, pre-Zydeco, like, okay. Creole
1: music. Hell, yeah.
0: Yeah. Ah, sounds cool. But the first real rock festival, mm. one of the major precursors to Woodstock, what was the Fantasy Fair and Magic Mountain Music Festival. <gasps> <gasps> Is it, like, country? No, it's rock. Oh, it's rock. Okay. Fantasy Fair. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Who's in there? Held in June 1967 oh, okay. in Marin County, California in california this was one of the first events of san francisco's summer of love
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> so you get some real rowdy music oh, yeah. or like music
1: that goes on forever and then they forget they're playing yeah
0: yeah attendees took buses cheekily referred to as the trans love bus lines well i've been on five <laughs> even there we take we, we took wish. that already <laughs> uh they took them from mill valley up to malpais mountain to oh, this s- up a mountain yeah they, um, they put the hippies up on a mountain? Well, up the mountain was the Sydney B. Cushing Memorial Amphitheater, which is where this took place. Oh, okay, okay. Just okay. like a big open air, like semicircle, yeah. very Roman amphitheater. Very, very, very cool. If you missed the bus, no worries. You could catch a ride on the back of a Harley belonging to the Hell's Angels, Hell yeah. who also acted as the de facto security for the event, <laughs> despite not being hired to do so. We're here. <laughs> hey, don't worry. We got you. They also helped find lost children. At the, they were bringing children
1: up the mountain? Oh, people were bringing children. They were having children. They, <laughs> they were... were having children.
0: Making children.
1: <laughs> Did, was it true? Did you hear that someone had a... Like, the people had
0: babies at Woodstock? Oh. People gave births? Like, I saw Seymour Skinner and Mrs. Krabappel in the closet making love, and they had a baby, and the baby looked at me. Yeah. That kind of thing. Because yeah. at Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna... Actually, I will just say, everything I talk about in this episode, almost certainly up to a point, was something I first learned about watching The Simpsons. (laughs) Did you learn about this festival
1: from The Simpsons? Not this festival, but
0: yeah. So for just a $2 admission fee, with the proceeds going to San Francisco Child Care Center, you could see bands like Every Mother's Son, The Merry-Go-Round, The Mojo Men, Country Joe and the Fish, Captain Beefheart, (laughs) The Lamp of Childhood, Spanky and Our Gang, The Jim Kuskin Jug Band, The Chocolate Watch Band. And that's not... The chocolate watch band. That's the chocolate watch band, uh, and of course, The Doors, Jefferson Airplane, and Dean oh, Warwick. Okay, okay, okay. I'm like, wow, I'm
1: still waiting. <laughs> that could have been a fun game we could have played. Yeah, uh, an art fair
0: was also set up where vendors sold their wares alongside refreshments.
1: How many people do you think sold? Um, paintings that they did with their penis so many like could you imagine so could you many. imagine it'd be so embarrassing you go up the mountain with all your stuff you set up your booth and then the guy next to you has the same <laughs> the same exact shtick
0: yeah that's, you i mean got, you'd
1: think they'd organize a festival a little better than that no 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 <laughs> just you and that guy with your dicks hanging out paint
0: paint across your
1: cross your crotch (laughs) like god intended and then you're
0: like oh you have green i don't have green can i get a (gasps) little
1: of that oh (laughs) no 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 you have yellow
0: i have blue yeah we need
1: green baby oh my
0: god (laughs) then you smush them together so reviews heralded the organization of the festival for disposing of trash and leaving the mountain the way they found it good job hippies yeah the Fantasy Fair and Magic Mountain Festival was a huge influence on future rock festivals, more of which were right around the corner. The Monterey Pop Festival was just one week later, mm-hmm. following the blueprint of the Monterey Jazz Festival, but with a genre change-up. Okay. It was also directly inspired by the Human Bee Inn at Golden Gate Park. The human Bee Human Bee Inn. So we're a bunch of people dropped acid and listened to some guy talk about, like, freedom. Oh,
1: I thought they were bees. No. I
0: thought they acted like bees. It's like a it's like a, a love-in or a sit-in, yeah. but it's a human bee-in. bee Ah, bee bee uh,
1: I'm going to start a human bees-in. <laughs> I, I would stay at that hotel. We dress up like that girl from Blind Melon.
0: <laughs> we do a little dance. Now, I mention this festival for a couple reasons. Okay. The Monterey Pop Festival was a big inspiration for Woodstock, but it was also the event where Jimi Hendrix lit he damn guitar on fire and smashed it up. Oh, he did that. Sort of in an unspoken contest with The Who. They had this, like, weird... Contest going on, or they were like trying to big dog each other. That feels like that. So the Who won a, a coin flip to go on first. Yeah, and and the Pete Townshend like fucked up his guitar and the drums <laughs> and everything, and then Jimi Hendrix was like, mm, really yeah. okay, and then he lit his guitar on fire Hell and yeah. smashed it up, and then the Guess Who cleaned up afterwards. <laughs> I love They're that really game. nice.
1: <laughs> Britton Cummings came on like, oh, these these nasty. guys, <laughs> these nasty boys. That was an American woman, they're like, American people setting guitars on fire. <laughs> that was the first. That was the first round. Wow. It didn't sound It didn't very didn't well. pick up. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, before we get into the big Kahuna of 1960s music festivals, Hell yeah. let's take a second to situate ourselves, shall we? Okay. So wiggle around on the couch <gasps> of history, cover ourselves up with the quilt of context, okay. and just get into the mindset. Because okay. despite the effortless disillusionment of Generation X, the baby boomers were the very first disaffected youth.
1: But they still carry their, their, tra- their fucking uh, family trauma to us. Oh, I don't sure understand do. that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you've probably been born in 1946 at the earliest,
1: mm. at
0: least by 1950 if you're old enough to get into the summer of love as a young adult. Mm-hmm. What's happening in your life that's turning you on to the counterculture attending acid drops and die-ins? What is making these festival experiences feel like they're creating genuine world altering change? Hmm. What 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 events have been happening as you've been growing up?
1: Well, I think Beatlemania I'm just trying to think about my mom and parents mm-hmm. my mom specifically. Beatlemania and that like that rock counterculture. Yeah was I think probably a really big I, thing in their
0: lives as young young people in the Diaries of Lou Sullivan yeah who's a, a trans man who's he has a, a, there's a really great um, set of his Diaries that have been published called we both laughed in pleasure mm-hmm. and in the early parts of it prior to transitioning or even knowing um, that that was a thing he was obsessed with the Beatles yeah
1: and and the parents, really, like, frowned upon it and looked down like these mm-hmm. like, right? So that, I think that was, like, and my parents were, like, or my mom was, like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, yeah. and so still young, still young teenagers, but, like, that was the first of your parents didn't like your music. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, rock around the clock and that sort of thing, yeah. right? So, then you went there, but then you get, I mean, Korea 52. Yeah. um, And, but then you get Vietnam. Yeah. And like, you know, uh, and that that music and the music that you listen to are so tied to those events yeah. because they're about those events.
0: I mean Bob Dylan, right? E- like e- like just everyone.
1: Yeah. Um, and when you listen to it, you're like, oh yeah. You take on those because you love the music. You take on those 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 views yourself.
0: Yeah. And I mean, a bunch of other wild things were happening. You know, like Stalin died in '53. Did and- he really? Yeah.
1: I didn't know that. And
0: so we saw the the communist blocs sort of starting to like become less stable but at the same time mccarthy was out there oh yeah you know doing his thing um i mean the little rock crisis was in 57 so you're if you're in this generation you're going to high school while that's happening you know either you're preparing to be integrated or you're someone who's just watching it happen
1: yeah and the and the um music that even you have black young adults listening to and seeing their communities yeah fighting for their lives and knowing like the counterculture is like us because we are put in this position yeah because of segregation because of white supremacy that's been baked into this country like we don't well, have a choice but to we don't be have a choice to, the choice the to be to be counterculture right? Yeah. and then the appropriation
0: of that yes. too. yeah mm. absolutely absolutely um also around this time uh pope paul the issued his *Humanae vitae which was like the first pope declaring that birth control was not catholic that was oh, the yeah, first birth pro- control yeah that was Damn. the first time the catholic church like via the pope was like absolutely no fucking birth control for you folks why don't we just listen to we didn't start the fire and <laughs> we'll just run through you know it.
1: What? billy joel did it he did it already he did it it's already fucking we- done it's done <laughs> <laughs> Let Let me have my course. moment billy as a kid, I loved that song because I loved history yeah. so much. I feel like I had the same kind of vibe. I like read the you remember when we had CD jackets with the Yes. On it? <laughs> I was obsessed with learning. I can
0: still sing it, but I will not. Aww. And choose not too. I understand. I fully understand. <laughs> I respect that. Just a couple more things that I have. Yeah. Uh, so books like Stranger in a Strange Land by Robert Heinlein were yeah. banned from school libraries really because that one is specifically um even though it was set in like space it was like martians and stuff but it was about free love it was about community it was about all those things i read
1: that in my sci-fi and fiction class really yeah and it's so it's a martian who comes to earth to learn how to be human okay so uh and so he learns about you know you know. it's like getting a new new perspective yeah, on yeah. like so it's 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 t- it's lo- looking at earth and how it exists or in humanity and how it exists and learning about it and learning why it's the way it mm-hmm. is and why that's maybe not a good thing
0: yeah, yeah it's questioning that so very not dissimilar to current issues oh. <laughs> also using the word Grok, "groc," which yeah. you hate i i do <laughs> i wish i i wish i could say i didn't but i do
1: i love that word i think it's i I don't know,
0: to fully understand something. It's nice to have a word to really grok. (laughs) Okay, I have one last thing that, you know, you need to be marinating on about this is what's happening. Oh, boy. They shot fucking monkeys into space. I thought you were going to say they shot JFK. No. (laughs) Well, they did. Alberts, one to six, Gordo, Abel, Miss Baker, Sam, Miss Sam, Goliath, Scatback, and Bonnie, plus chimpanzees Ham and Enos. Wait, the other ones weren't chimps? What were they? They were monkeys.
1: Oh, they were monkeys. Just regular monkeys? Well, like rhesus monkeys and that kind of thing. That's why monkeys tear off our faces. You know why? These are just. Hold on. (laughs) I'm going to have a fucking tirade. Because we sent them off into space. Right? Thank you. Now I'm done. <laughs> these are just the monkeys America sent into space. Can you think of all the international monkeys? But you hear
0: so much about Laika, right? Laika this, Laika that. Oh, a dog. Oh, a dog. Well, she was very cute. All these fucking monkeys.
1: Do you think they put, they put Laika on a stamp? Do you think they put... No. Monkeys on a
0: stamp? No. Hey, stamp people. What, what are you some- doing? Get these monkeys on stamps. We have stamp people. We have stamp people. Is there a monkey on a stamp? Do let us know. Do let us know. Do right let us know. Okay. Show us, wait, show
1: us your collection.
0: Yes, please. <laughs> so two months after Bonnie the Pigtailed macaque took a 10-day trip on the Biosatellite 3 and died within a day of landing. Wow. After human space flights were already common, mind you. Okay. So why are we still sending them? Because <laughs> it's fun. The 1969 Woodstock Music Festival took place in Bethel, New York on the farm of Max Yasger. I want to know what he's about. Now here's the thing about this guy. Yeah. He was a conservative Republican. Who oh, okay. very much supported the Vietnam War. So, why are they. What? What? <laughs> What's going on? The town board of Bethel wanted to ban music festivals in order to prevent Woodstock from taking place, saying they, quote, didn't like the look of the kids working at the site. I mean... And that, quote, no long-haired draft-dodging anti-war hippies were going to come to their town. (laughs) So what happened? Yasker argued with the board, saying that even though he didn't agree with the drugs and the free love and all that shit... And the shit. And and the shit, (laughs) that he still thought they should be allowed to have their festival. So this is a libertarian... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, as paraphrased by the Economic Times, he knew that in war after war, American soldiers had given away their lives to oh, defend no. the freedom that allowed the hippies to behave this oh, way. Oh, so this ain't... No. no.
1: No. No. I don't like what you're about, but I will defend what you... like. Just... <laughs> defend your right
0: to say it. Uh, just like, no, Okay. So from August 15th to 18th, 400,000 attendees, five times the expected number, gathered to enjoy music, drugs, and a counterculture energy that resonated through the music itself. I forgot it was in August. Yeah. That's so
1: hot. It's awful.
0: Northern, so hot. New York, so yeah. hot. God. Gina Arnold, in her book Half a Million Strong, a study of mega concerts, writes We go to the rock festival with these high ideals. It holds us out to things that we really want in life community and a sense of connection. But the Economic Times has a different retrospective take on the event. For the board members of Bethel, New York, everything at Woodstock seemed dangerous, the free entry and conspicuously diverse performers, as much as the long hair and anti-war rhetoric of the organizers. But, the Times proposes, Yazger had a different perspective. The way to win a new generation for capitalism was not reflexive opposition, but to provide an arena where they could realize its benefits for themselves. <laughs> a great experiment! That's a bold take! Wow. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it, oh no, it was free getting in. It was free getting in because so many people came that they could no longer. Yeah. You just, you just, yeah, you just opened up the gates. Wow. Hmm. Ooh. I think there was a lot of barter systems. I, I system think so. And on. Yasker himself made sure that people got water for free.
1: Oh, well, this guy. Yeah. We don't have to hand it to him. No. <laughs> He's kind of a Hank Hill. Type a real Hank Hill energy. A Hank. <laughs> Very conservative. You probably
0: wouldn't want to be around him, but you know, sometimes. Sometimes. You know, he's got a narrow urethra. <laughs> so he understands hardship. He understands hardship. You can't wrestle in the mud. <laughs> no.
1: You can't get mud up there. You'd never get it out.
0: Now, a lot of close looks at the way rock festivals have changed over time would naturally contrast Woodstock '69 with Woodstock '99. It's three decades <laughs> later, absolute fucking disaster, yeah. fail, son. Oh my god, this is galaxy
1: brain, though. But you know how they? Hold on, you know how? I know this is a long episode. Fuck it. This is what they were talking about. What? You know how they're talking about? Well, they're actually going to understand like what capitalism can do for them. Yeah. They because. Without Woodstock 69, you wouldn't have Woodstock 99. It's true. And it's all about capitalism in there, baby.
0: <laughs>
1: it came true.
0: But I'm built different. I don't want to talk about Woodstock 99. What? I want to talk about Woodstock 94. Oh! What? You don't know about Woodstock 94? There were three of them. I.
1: The. I don't think I remember. I think maybe I pushed ninety nine and ninety
0: four together. Oh, ninety four not as big of a shit show as ninety nine. Okay, some three people died from fairly oh, reasonable things. Died. Yeah, yeah. A uh, lot of people were injured, but it's it's a it's a festival.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, and oh it my did God. get very. They, there was a big gr- muddy Green Day show. I was gonna say who pl- was a Green Day. Green Day was there. Okay, Green Day was there. So who was Woodstock ninety four for? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah! (laughs) 70 miles northeast of the original festival grounds, this one took place on Winston Farm, west of Saugardy's New York.
1: Oh, so so not at the farm?
0: No, not in the same... They couldn't get the farm. They got a different (laughs) farm. This is a new farm. The guy has it in his will. Please do not. (laughs) No more Woodstocks. Please. New farm just dropped. (laughs) Co-produced by Michael Lang, who organized the original festival, this was largely a throwback to 69. And it was really marketed to the nostalgia of the boomers, many of whom had grown up and sold out. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Once again, the festival became accidentally free as the number of expected attendees was doubled. The festival was partnered with Greenpeace and attempted to demonstrate the benefits of recycling. It also directly criticized its own sponsor, Pepsi, for shipping plastic bottles to landfills in Asia rather than recycling them, even though they claimed that that was what they did. Uh, but this backed up the progressive energy of performers like U two, REM, and Bruce Springsteen. Okay, just this is fucking
1: Blind Melon, yeah. Cypress Hill, Melissa Etheridge, yes. Crosby, Stills, Nash, yes. not young, Nine Inch Nails, yeah. Metallica, Aerosmith, The Cranberries, Salt and Pepper. Oh my God, Primus. Wow, are you fucking kidding me? That's... Hold on, Violent Femmes, Collective Soul,
0: Cheryl Crow. <laughs> She's there. She's there. Okay, this is pretty... She's soaking up the sun. <laughs> not yet. Not
1: yet. <laughs> not yet. Absolutely not. Oh, so much sexual assault, though. Yeah, Boy. lots.
0: Definitely. But
1: the Spin Doctors, Bob Dylan, Peter
0: Gabriel. Spin Doctors. Peter Gabriel? What? Red Hot Salisbury Ch- Hill. Hell yeah. I was singing that to you. You
1: were. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Green Day... Fuck me. Santana was there. Damn. They got him out of his crypt. <laughs> Rolled them out.
0: <laughs> Jesus it wasn't Christ. that old. Guns and before. Roses? Gosh. Yeah. I, I just mixed these up, I guess. Or, well, yeah, you probably just compressed them. Yeah, okay. But considering that the 350,000 concert goers were paying out the nose for food and refreshments, yeah. including Pepsi products, Jesus. and spending money on alcohol instead of passing around the brown acid, the criticism simply bounced off the corporation. Oh. But this was ultimately still a boomer festival. Generation X needed their own party, mm-hmm. and they had found it courtesy of Jane's Addiction frontman Perry Farrell, Okay. the alternative powerhouse of Lollapalooza. Oh.
1: <laughs> we love Lollapalooza. Yes. In this house. I was just thinking, because Woodstock 99 was like Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit. Yeah. It so was this is the, much further. This is like, 94 was...
0: Yeah, that was a sweet Dang, spot. A sweet that was spot a of sweet Woodstock. Spot. Now once again, let's get comfy.
1: Okay. Get but in, in ninety
0: two. Get into the Generation X mindset. Oh, do I have
1: to? Born
0: as early as nineteen sixty five, but at least by seventy two, if you're a young adult at Lollapalooza. Yeah. What was going on? I don't know. I'm just angry at them. I'm
1: just <laughs> angry at them. Like, they were just so cool. We looked up to them as kids. Yeah, definitely. Like, right? They were the MTV generation. Yeah. He had so much going for them. And then, look what happened? They got... You know what? They bought a house. Yeah. They had kids. Yeah. They ain't cool anymore. They're not cool anymore. There, I said it.
0: But at the time, they were... You know, when they were growing up, they were seeing... No major American wars like the Baby Boomers had, okay. but a lot of quote-unquote peacekeeping efforts, <laughs> Just really, you know, <laughs> colonialism, Yeah, wearing a nice outfit. <laughs> but not really. Not, not, it doesn't even look good. It doesn't even look great. So a lot of those efforts in, in Africa as colonial states broke down, in, in Europe as the Eastern Bloc shook apart violently, uh-huh. the reunification of Germany and the fall of the Berlin Wall. I was going to say Germany,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: A moral panic about heavy metal music and its tenuous connection to suicide. Yeah. yeah. AIDS epidemic. Yeah. The crack epidemic and the ongoing failure of the war on drugs, which yeah. they had not yet given up. Ronald Reagan.
1: Just Ronald Reagan was there. Yeah. He was there. Maybe I can start understanding Gen X a little yeah. bit. More. But why didn't they end up so much more radical than they all like
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the U.S. was in massive debt to foreign countries due to trade deficits, oh. especially China and Japan. Yeah. Speaking of China, the Communist Party there was enforcing martial law after mm. the Tiananmen Square incident. Yep. Pope John Paul II cancelled Madonna for her Like a Prayer video. <gasps> Rude. Which, which was also used in a, an eventually pulled Pepsi commercial.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah,
0: and that was sort of part of the Cola Wars escalating Yeah, the into co- the music industry. Our, war, our personal our, war. We're soldiers in the Cola
1: Wars. <laughs> but on two different sides. <laughs> and... When will I return from the Cola Wars? <laughs> no one
0: may know. Here's the other thing. Yeah. They sent more fucking monkeys into space.
1: What do you mean they sent monkeys into space? Number
0: 3165 and number 384-80 spent eight days aboard Space Lab 3 on a space shuttle flight in the spring of 1985. They didn't even name them? No! Why are they sending more monkeys up? I don't know. Is this all red strings? Is this <laughs> is, this is this about monkeys? Is this about monkeys? Is this? No, it's because I think I offhandedly mentioned the Space Monkey in a previous episode. Yeah, you did. And then I was like, I actually got a little more about this. So <laughs> it is a type of red string of me being like, wait, what? Why are they sending up monkeys in the 80s? This craft that these monkeys were on, by the way, and this is a red string. This craft had the same O-ring problem as the Challenger, but it didn't blow up. <gasps> remember it's, that episode yeah I remember. I remember that episode the x-files
1: <laughs> the, it's o-ring stayed strong
0: yeah good well the people but like, the monkey probably died still the people at the company were like you were like three and a quarter seconds from death <laughs> the, the company Mon- that made the bad o-rings <laughs> they
1: sat the sat the monkey the, the did they're like <laughs> monkey monkey i'm so sorry <laughs> you almost died you almost died and then
0: they shot it so monkey firing squad (laughs) so how did all of the weight of generation x translate into the culture of lollapalooza boy it was a freak show it was it was was a freak show sorry no i meant it had a
1: freak show oh it had a okay
0: (laughs) but also originally a touring festival before settling down in chicago illinois lollapalooza featured alternative rock industrial metal and rap as well as a number of non-musical performances like that of the Jim Rose Circus. I didn't know that. A modern-day circus sideshow that originated in Seattle. (gasps) The circus was one of the things that cemented the unique environment of Lollapalooza as an alternative counterculture haven. What was it, like blockheads and stuff? Including headline performances from The Amazing Mr. Lifto, who hung heavy cinder blocks and steam irons from his nipple and genitalia piercings. I saw that on Ripley's Believe It or Not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The whole ding-dang. And Matt the tube Crowley, who would swallow seven feet of tubing, and then would have (sighs) various liquids pumped in and then back out of his stomach for an audience member to drink. (laughs) (laughs) I've broken you. (laughs) Wait. The liquid never touches his stomach because it's
1: in the tubing. Okay, it's a small... I was... When you said tubing, I was picturing, like, a big tube, but it's a small tube.
0: Yeah, it's like... And it can't... He swallows it. And it comes out his mouth? No, no. Well, he's it, the, I think both ends are coming out his mouth. Okay. And so they pump liquid down one end, and it goes through him and then back out. Oh, okay. He also, I think, could, like, uh. put a condom in his mouth and then pull it out his nose. Oh, that's that's blockhead <laughs> shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought his tube went all the way through. No, it was just into his stomach. But now I'm thinking about it. Ooh. That's
1: a real human centipede shit, right? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, the guy who made the human centipede could use someone like you. Me? For your thoughts and your plans and your ideas. <laughs> hey,
1: look, I've already got a job. I'm you sorry. need to get in the
0: centipede think tank.
1: Can... <laughs> we go to Washington. They've got one over
0: there. <laughs> but wow. after that first 1991 tour, did the festival keep up its freaky alternative energy? No. Dead Kennedy's front man, Jello Biafra, described the energy Jello. of the 19... Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's very good. He described the energy of the 1992 festival like this. There's nothing revolutionary about playing for big commercial monopolistic rock promoters for damn near 40 bucks a ticket. Uh. There are some interesting organizations allowed to set up booths. That, at least, is a start for these suburban kids who are used to simply marching down to the cattle hall, staring at the icon on stage, and then going home. But it's still Vegas with a flannel face. I don't know. I've been to Vegas. Lollapalooza ain't Vegas. (laughs) Soundgarden guitarist Kim Thale agreed, suggesting that 40,000 white suburban middle class concert goers saw Lollapalooza as a means of affirming their alternativeness, saying, Is it cynical to say I won't swallow and call something what it is? This whole tour is entertainment for the leisure class. There's no pretending about that. All it is is a guilt release for the establishment's kids. I'm tired of the lie that alternative music somehow offers something that's anti-corporate. I mean, yeah. I feel like this guy's
1: speaking the truth. I, f- I, I would say check mark. Absolutely. I feel
0: like that was the, what we were fed growing up is that alternative music is anti corporate. Yeah, it's absolutely it's not. Absolutely not. I
1: mean, but also he's getting paid. Yeah. Also, he's part. They're part he's, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're part of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I agree. While the differences and similarities between rock festivals over their evolution may seem to reflect on the generations they're marketed to, I think they say a lot more about the stage of capitalism that molds and constrains them. The concept of generational marketing is a current massive advertising tactic that points out specific commonalities a generation contains and identifies what marketers feel is the best way to advertise to that generation. Mm. For example, according to an article on techtarget.com, the mm. silent generation, or those born before 1945, are most responsive to simple Forward content and imagery presented via tv print radio and direct mail (laughs) those direct mail they value family community and respect because they don't got none (laughs) (laughs) on the other hand pr agency morgan myers suggests that gen z understand the algorithms that deliver targeted ads and they purposely interact with them in ways that tailor their feeds to the material they want to see
1: yeah which i think is absolutely true. true
0: yeah and what does the gen z music festival look like The generation who grew up with the Pepsi ad where Kendall Jenner hugs a cop instantly (laughs) dissolving a heated protest. We we gotta do that one. In an ad released at the height of the ongoing George George Floyd era of the civil rights movement. We do have to do that. We do do have to do that. We're gonna have to do that one. We gotta do that one. We're not ad groups ain't ending until we do that one. (laughs) According to a Desert Sun article about the twenty twenty two Coachella Festival is in Indio, California. Concert-goers got a free NFT with their wristband. No. A blooming flower that could be redeemed for limited-edition merchandise and other festival upgrades. Six of these non-fungible tokens could even net you a free pass in 2023, like some kind of fucking Willy Wonka ploy. This is untenable. It's poison. I hate it. Coachella itself- (gasps) We've gotta
1: send the bored apes into space. (laughs) Send them to space! These
0: apes can go to space! Full circle, baby! (laughs) Shoot them to the fucking moon. Fucking racist apes. So Coachella itself was born out of a 1993 Pearl Jam concert that was performed at the Empire Polo Club in Indio in order to boycott venues controlled by Ticketmaster. Oh, I didn't know that. Of course, there's no reason that Coachella today, having become a bloated commercial glutton, wouldn't use Ticketmaster itself, a service that is growing ever more notorious for the exact gouging of service fees that made Pearl Jam boycott them in the first place. Yes. While also litigiously protecting their own brand by suing at least seven other events for using the cella suffix
1: really yeah
0: i didn't know that very litigious (sighs) like (laughs) cheese cella you don't want to can't but the power of capitalism doesn't represent the entirety of the gen z generation any more than woodstock 69's proliferation of long hair and brown acid represented the baby boomers the greater implication of this avaricious evolution of the rock festival is how it represents the way that brands and marketers have entirely eaten the music industry. Mm. Like Denethor slurping cherry tomatoes while Pippin Took sings sadly in the background. That one's for our producer. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> no one
1: else may laugh. That's for you, big guy. <laughs> He's gonna love it. <laughs>
0: When indie bands are begging to save themselves and their fans money on exacting merch cuts and worrying about which internet megacorp will control their band camp income next quarter, it's clear that Max Yazger's hopes for the proliferation of creative capitalism took root and grew unfettered, while the Fantasy Fair and Magic Mountain Music Festival's Hyde-Ashbury aesthetic was just a flash in the pan. So, in a desperate way to try and end this episode on a high note, at least we stopped sending monkeys into space. No, I say we start doing it again. What? <laughs>
1: No, <laughs> they're just like, why, us. Not? why
0: not? Let's do something, anything. So here's a commercial. Yeah. From the midst of this monstrous evolution. Okay. It's an ad for Woodstock 94 <gasps> or Pepsi or both. There are they're two two
1: horses of the same color. <laughs> if you're still with us and you want to watch this ad, you can find it in our sources. Here's the thing we're only doing every other week yeah it
0: might as well be chonky we got we're gonna do chonky we got a lot to say we do i feel like our ad creep banter if we don't record starts to like seep into our group chats (laughs) (laughs) please help our friends we're brimming with (laughs) it
1: it's overflowing
0: we'll return after these messages Here come those darn hippies again. Test one, two, one. Check, check. Okay. Stay away from the green pesto pesto sauce. sauce. It's a real bummer. Is that you, Sunflower? Pig pet? The
1: place hasn't changed in 25 years. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. You know, they should have put in some condos by now.
0: I'm
1: on a low-sodium, low-fat diet.
0: Well, how do you feel?
1: The green
0: marble goes in the upstairs bathroom. This is the anniversary of a historic event. Which one? Watergate. A warm welcome for Country Joe McDonald. Joe, remember when we did this 25 years ago? No. Wouldn't it be nice if your youth was as easy to hold on to as a nice cold Pepsi? You think i will go skinny dipping again? Yeah!
1: Welcome back to the show. I like that a
0: lot. It's a good ad, and I hate to say it.
1: I also love how, who they got to, who they rolled out. Yeah. Uh, What members of Jefferson Airplane? <laughs> who can we get? Want a quick buck. So you've got, you've got, you've got our parents' generation. Yeah.
0: And I, my, may I say, got them. Yeah, we did. I think that's, <laughs> I, I think that's what <laughs> I, I like the most. got them.
1: Because that's my complaint about all generations, yeah. except ours, because ours is, you know, I mean, still cynical, but, like, they started off so radical, yeah. and then they went so conservative so quickly. Yeah. And I feel like our generation is maybe the first one not doing that.
0: Yeah. I feel like that. I've
1: seen graphs.
0: Yeah, no, I... have seen graphs. I, it feels accurate. It feels It feels accurate. It feels... So it is. <laughs> so, therefore, <laughs> uh, is you've, got, you've
1: got... You got mom- mommies and daddies, yeah. Who you know they had some fun out in that f- that field. That field they were out there. They had some babies. They made some They're babies. Having a wild edible they weekend. Had, oh boy. On let me say much weaker weed. Yeah. You ever had old person weed? Never. It's nothing. nothing? It's Oregano nothing. in San Francisco. They sell like boomer weed. Really? And it's like this is what your mom and dad smoked. Wow. And it's nothing. It's, not- it's absolutely nothing. <laughs> god i want to just give my parents
0: i want to give your mama a 10 milligram gummy <laughs> <laughs> and just lay her out she'd be gone <laughs> that would put them in their place though i think it's got to be gummies for them too because then they get oh. that thing of like i don't feel anything and then go
1: into space. <laughs> where is time <laughs> Why is everything taking so long? Boomers need
0: to try the good weed. Boomers need to try our weed to understand us. (gasps) What if that's it? (laughs) Do you think that's it? I think that's it. Does that mean we should try the brown acid?
1: No, (laughs) we can't go backwards. Only you can't go backwards. (laughs) You got. We gotta try the acid with SpongeBob squarepants on it. Yeah, that's where we time marches on. So it's bu- a bunch of mommies and daddies, and they're like trying to relive. And so are some of the bands from the original Woodstock. <laughs> and my favorite line is one band guy asks the other guy, "Hey, do you remember what happened?" And there was a very good pause, and he's like, "No." <laughs> I love it very much. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of kids our age. I guess it'd be our age, mm-hmm. right? They're drinking Pepsi, and they're they're
0: like they're like Sattler and Wardolph again. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, Uh, in the comments of the YouTube video, uh, there's a comment like a few down that says, I'm the girl. I'm the girl of the fence. (laughs) That's me. I love
1: that. Yeah. The I think I do remember this commercial, if only for there's a couple meeting and they say their Woodstock names. Yeah. Pigpen and Moonflower.
0: Sunflower Sunflower, and Pigpen. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think I remember that as a kid. Pigpen, that's a Charlie Brown. Yeah. (laughs) That's a peanut character. Aw. Um. I like it. It got me.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a fun ad and it's frustrating.
1: God want damn it, all ads Pepsi. to have
0: that, like, sort of deep aching pain that a lot of the ads we have covered. Yeah, But when we relate to it. Oh, I, I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, it grinds
1: my gears. It's 2023. It is 2023. And you know what? Pepsi is going to be at it again. <laughs> but this time, it's coming for us. Oh, no. Yeah, it's coming for us. Because here's the thing. There was just a big festival with, like, the boy bands and stuff. Yeah. I forget what it was called. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They're going to just roast us. They're going to roast us. And they're going to set the stage. It will be like when they were, when we were young, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to go, and they're, there's going to be the the gen, the Zoomers. Yeah. And they're watching us. Yeah. And boy, side parts. <laughs> Skinny jeans. Checkerboard vans. Yes.
0: And we're skanking.
1: We're skankin! We are <laughs> yes!
0: skanking in the mud. And that's hard. The only festival I've ever been to is I've been to some performances at Ska Fest in Victoria. Oh, have you? Yeah. And then you skanked. Yeah, and then I broke my ankle rollerblading. Wow, that's intense. Uh, sprained it, sprained it.
1: That's intense. And then instead of, you know, instead of like, you know, your hippie name, yeah. it's your MSN Messenger name. Yes. Which is song lyrics. Oh, what was your MSN message? Oh, I changed name?
0: it a lot, but oh, a lot it? of song lyrics sort of conveying the yeah, emotion yeah, yeah, that yeah. I was feeling in hopes that someone would ask. Yeah, yeah. A lot of emo, My
1: Chemical Romance people. I was, I you know, I was before. We were both. I yeah. was, I was not, I didn't, never listen to My Chemical Romance. But they are millennials. But yeah,
0: that's like that's definitely part
1: of it. They're easy to, they're easier to make fun of, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're born in the 80s, you're cool. <laughs> Uh a lot Not of true. just like they're making fun of like what is that guy dressed up as and it's Power Line.
0: Yeah. They're making fun
1: of us and our love of the goofy movie. They're calling
0: out the conservative Backstreet Boy. There was a conservative backstreet boy? There is. Oh, I didn't know that. Brian.
1: Calculating. Did I don't it, remember. The I don't Wars. know. He had a face and hair. They brought out they brought out <laughs> hey, they brought out InSync, they're eating the hot chicken wings. <laughs> And the kids are like, who are these <laughs> fucking guys? Oh, that's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I know him. I know him. <laughs> and just, I, but I, other than, I think Pepsi went too light with the roasting. Yeah. I want it to be real. You want them to go hard. I want, because the one thing that our generation is afraid of, it is children. Um, and I don't blame them. I work with them every day. Uh, <laughs> and they will end us.
0: Merciless. Just God. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, and I just want the most, na- like, the nastiest, <laughs> the most, like, cutting us to the core. That we
0: couldn't even come up
1: with. We, co- we I, I, need that. Here's them. the thing. I'm looking at Al, and I'm like, no, we can't. Like, we don't have that vibe.
0: We need to hire some, some, some Zeds to some roast ten, us. Some teens? No, I'm not opening that door. <laughs> I know what they can do. Yeah. It's ruthless. These kids... And then you know who's going to roast
1: them, Generation Alpha. There's going to be none. They won't. They're not going to have kids. <laughs> they're not going to survive. <laughs> they're not going <laughs> to. It's climate change, baby. <laughs> they're going to. Uh, and also, they can't afford anything. Well,
0: Generation Alpha actually already start like they they're, they're, they're start. like the who who are ten and up who are their, ten and below who are their parents.
1: Their parents are also our. Age. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. The early, the later, millennials. the later millennials. Oh, oh, these are sorry. These are the kids named Renezme. Yeah. I have one of them in my school.
0: A Renesme. <laughs> you love it.
1: I just... If any kid is named Severus, I'm going to fucking... You should. You should run.
0: <laughs> you should split. See, here's the thing. If you're raised by millennials, you ain't cool. If you're teaching a kid named Severus, and I can't emphasize this enough, hit the bricks. <laughs> you're not safe. <laughs> it's a hate crime
1: in my classroom. Boy Howdy. Anyway, that's the that's
0: the joke. That's the joke. That's the joke. It's it's on us.
1: Um, I got another joke. Oh. It's the local ad. It's for Mormon haircuts. Oh. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay, let's do it.
0: In this economy, who can afford an expensive haircut or a four-year degree? Soft lake community college, barbering and cosmetology school, an unlicensed salon. Let me give you a haircut. I really need the practice.
1: Our degrees are two years and our haircuts are two dollars. Your herd is only limited by your imagination. And how far along we are in this semester.
0: May I cut your hair? I won't mess up, and even if I do, it's only two dollars. Let me shave your face. Now featuring the pre-mission special: two haircuts for four dollars, guaranteed for two years. Salt Lake Community College barbering and cosmetology school and unlicensed salon. These are the girlies. These are the girlies. First of all, these are the girlies. And so this, I love them. This is um
1: from Red Link used to have a reality T V show mm. where they went and did local commercials. Oh. For so this was the one they came up with that actually played in the area in a, it was a local area. Fantastic. Yeah. And so it was I like it because it has a
0: chutzpah. I'll say this about you boys. Yeah. They always kill the jingle. They kill a jingle. Yeah, absolutely. Even a wordy jingle. Community
1: college. <laughs> Barber school. These girls. I did. just... I love the concept. You would let them cut your hair. I would never. <laughs> I would. I would. not Fuck me up. Never. It's going back. This is Samson. <laughs> me... If you fuck me up, I'm done. Aww. I'm I'm not getting out of the house. <laughs> my my hairdresser has carpal tunnel, so I couldn't go to her the mm. last time. So I got a new person. They cut my hair from the middle. They cut it too short. The Pompadour power was Pompadour. The Pompadour <laughs> power <laughs> was less diminished. Yeah. And so, and I got some, I got, I mean, look You at me. got, you got my hair now. It's got, you got a flippy uppies. This is not it's anything. A nightmare. It's, <laughs> it's bad. I'm counting down the days. Oh. In fact, I'm shopping around for a new barber and you, you. I got a rec yeah, for you, you gotta Yeah, you got a rec for me. So I would never. Two dollars? My hair is worth way more than two dollars. Listen, I don't have a job. I could use a two dollar haircut. <laughs> I do love the pre-mission special. It's really good, yeah. Two haircuts for $4, oh. which is
0: the same as... Two-year guarantee. Wow. God, I could never... When you're having all that gay sex on your mission. <laughs> as you do. Feeling bad about it. Uh, if you have a
1: local ad that is a crime against your hair, <laughs> uh, you know, that Floby the flow <laughs> probably that one
0: you can email us at graves at gmail.com yeah, yeah, yeah. also we are thinking about potentially doing a Q&A episode yeah please so if you have cues, we'll A them um, <laughs> we'll A them right up we here we can't A cues. we don't have so I mean I you know I mean I mean I'll, I'll A some cues. <laughs> but uh, yeah so just they don't have to be questions about the show or ads like you know what's our favorite crunchy or smooth right boxers or briefs whatever I don't that's very personal. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> well I'll answer. Yeah, we'll answer. Get freaky with it. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Send us an uh uh I almost said fudge Mary Kill. <laughs> a
1: fudge Mary Kill.
0: Who would you turn into fudge? Who would you fudge?
1: <laughs> this is our new era. We don't swear anymore. <laughs> We're Mormons. (laughs) Yeah, we're Mormons. We're getting a $2 haircut. Okay. (laughs) Is that it? That's it. Until next time, we are signing Signing off. off. See you in two weeks.
0: But first, a word for my spouse. Soak, Mary kill? Soak. (laughs) Wait. Hold on, let's unpack this. You don't know what soaking is? Yeah, I do. Oh. Okay.
1: <laughs> That's more intimate than <laughs> than fucking. Uh. That I got think about that.